Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rourke with Allison Thompson with The Money Farm. And just about everything's lower this morning except for soybeans. And Allison, it has been a tough ride here in the corn market. More new contract lows this morning. And I'm sure you're getting a lot of questions about, you know, is the bleeding just about done? Yeah, I think everybody is hoping so. But unfortunately, we can't trade hope at this point. So what we have to watch is what the patterns been. And so far, the funds remain short, record shorts as of last Friday. Um, and they just continue to sell any rallies. So until that trend changes, it's going to be really hard to break that. And obviously, they're continuing to make a lot of money here, too. So normally, though, when we hit record shorts um, on positions, it doesn't last very long. So we do have that working in our favor. Hopefully, they do start to reverse that. Um, it's kind of no one has the commodity classic low this week. So hopefully we do have a low put in here some point and we start seeing them reverse those positions. But we still lack a catalyst to really make the move that. Um, right. South American weather remains unchanged. Um, we don't have a whole lot here going. Weather's great. We don't have planting will be starting soon, but not yet. So we're kind of at a dead space for new news. Yeah, so the sell-off that we saw, though, we had option expiration. That's behind us now. That was Friday, but we still have, we're going into delivery period. And the other thing that concerns me is Brazil's corn prices are making new lows. And so is that something that's also going to drag down the market? Yeah, absolutely. They're definitely cheaper than we are. And we've been lacking exports. Um, we did have a few flash sales last week, but nothing significant to really turn the tides. And we do need that. And unfortunately, yeah, they're still offering pretty cheap prices there. Again, they, their farmers are holding on to greens too, just like we are um, with the downslope, but eventually they're going to be forced to move. And we saw that last week with option expirations. Um, a lot of elevators also forced a lot of producers to make decisions last week ahead of that, which ended up to be good. So I don't think we'll see as much pressure that way um, probably this week as we did last week. So it'll be pretty interesting going into the end of the week here. If anybody has remaining contracts, what they're doing with them. Um, open interest could definitely be the thing to watch, whether guys are just going to exit the contracts, take the losses at this point if they're long, or if we're going to see a lot of short positions being rolled into the next contract month. So it'll be pretty interesting and a key week, honestly, because after this, we do get a new front month um, before we see March uh, go into delivery. So a lot of different things to keep watching on, but so far it just continues to dwindle us lower. Yeah. What are you thinking about support? You know, you put a three in the March front of the March contract, but the December new crop is below the 450 mark now. So where do you think we find support technically? Yeah, well, that's the difficult part. Um, honestly, below, you know, corn right now where we're at below $4 is nearing the support area, that 396, 395 area. So hopefully we can hold that. If not, it could definitely go quite a bit lower. We could go to 375, 350, you know, but we haven't seen these levels in years. So it's kind of going through a price discovery period of where we're going to start finding support. And I think once we find it, I think that could kick it enough that we'll get us a, a sizable rally in Corn. And same with uh, new crop. Um, I'd say probably that $4 area is probably the next target. And when markets are in a downslope like this, they just shoot for targets. They're looking for yeah. previous lows. Those That's what they're going off of. Because again, we haven't been here for a while. So um, they're looking back a few years of where how far they can push this thing. And until we see farmers really making the sales, it's going to be hard for the market to find that bottom. So unfortunately, we do need that to happen. But again, I hope guys are looking at some re-ownership strategies if they are forced to make old crop sales here. Okay, some good advice there. Soybeans, 
New contract lows there as well here, but a little pop this morning. Is that just correcting this oversold status or is there any news that's driving that? Yeah, well, all the grains are oversold. I hope we can see some kind of a correction in the near term. But yeah, that is most of it. Probably just a little bit of correction. We also saw conditions um, in South America over the weekend. They, they were decent. They don't look like there's any trouble for the week ahead. Um, we did see a few private analysts continue to lower their crop expectations, but it just fails to really ignite the market. Um, the market wants proof and they want more harvest to be completed, I think, before they get too excited about what an actual yield and production is going to be. And it is, it is getting further along. Um, it's still ahead of pace down there. So I would assume sometime here in the next month of March, we're going to start seeing a lot more of what that production ended up being. And same with their Safrina corn crop. A lot of it's going in the ground right now and it's ahead of pace for being planted. Um, so again, weather is still going to be key here over the next month. Yeah. Okay. So wheat, since we started talking, has actually turned a little bit more mixed. And wheat actually, uh, we had higher weekly closes in Chicago and Kansas City wheat last week. So I guess the question is, is are we trying to put bottoms in there and can we lead the rest of the complex higher at some point? <laughs> yeah, who would have believed that we could actually be one of the things that starts the turn? Hard yeah. to believe, but we'll definitely take it. Uh, we usually doesn't have any good news. So to see it actually lead something is kind of impressive. But yeah, Chicago and Casey, we both had great closes to finish the week last week. Um, and Minneapolis, unfortunately, made new lows. But there are some developments in that market that I think are worth paying attention to. I'm in the Red River Valley, heart of spring wheat area. From here to the Canadian border, a lot of spring wheat does go in the ground. And this year, there's definitely a lot of talk that there isn't going to be as many acres, uh, especially among producers, just given where prices are right now for spring wheat. Um, but I think that could ignite an acre battle yet as we get into spring. Again, if we have nice weather and see this continue um, going forward, there is already talk that we could see planters in the field the end of March this year. Um, so it isn't that far away. Uh, but if wheat decides they need to get the acres in, and usually early planting does give some benefit to getting some spring wheat in the ground. But given where prices are, there's a lot of talk that there isn't going to be any. So I've actually started to watch um, a soybean uh, spring wheat ratio. I compare the new crop prices of November soybeans to September spring wheat prices. And currently in equal, just kind of like corn and soybeans, they're at about 2.4, 2.5. For this ratio, it's about 1.6. And currently it's at about 1.7, actually favoring spring wheat over the beans. So we could see that actually probably get a little bit better, um, especially given where ending stocks are at. I know they talk about poor exports, but the market's also telling us some things too. We don't have a significant carry anymore in spring wheat. Um, so there are some tightening going on and maybe demand is stronger than we realize right now in the market. So I think there is some positive movement here to watch in wheat. And I think it could be the one that maybe makes the turn first. Yeah, let's hope so. It's hard to believe that we are seeing that upfront demand here considering Russia has still been undercutting everybody in the market. Okay, I wanna also ask you a question about the combined total of corn, wheat, soybeans, as far as the fund short position, I think we're at a record short now. We 
typically don't do that this time of year either, do we? No, no, it's very rare. Usually we get more into planting in springtime. 2019 has been the major comparison, and that was that April-May time frame. And again, when both corn and soybeans hit that, it was it was very close to each other. And then we did see a decent rally, um, you know, or a sizable rally over a dollar. And a lot of that was based on spring weather too. We did have some weather issues as well that helped spark the turn. This year, we're definitely earlier. So it does it does kind of weigh on things a little bit too on what's going to actually cause them to shift their positions yet if they are. Um, so, but again, like you said, corn did make a, a new record short position this week. Soybeans are not that far away. Um, and also on the wheat side too, you throw that in there, they are significantly short on the grains. But when we talk about the funds, they're literally just trend followers. So until mm -hmm. the trend changes, their friend is making money on the trend and the current trend is down. So until that changes or they see something to spark them to, to switch to a different area, not necessarily into grains, but maybe on the livestock side or something on outside markets where they can put their money and make some more money, that's what they're eyeing. But typically when we get to these shorts, man, it gets really hard for anybody else besides the funds to want to add to short positions here because we know we're so oversold. Um, it's just how much further can it go down, honestly? And I think that's where we start seeing the funds start taking profits and looking for other avenues or another trend to follow. Yeah, maybe they take some here at the end of the month or maybe at the end of the quarter, but hopefully they'll get out of those at some point. It looks like they are actually going over into the livestock. Um, the cattle long position there is like over 50,000 contracts. I know uh, we did have the cattle long feed report though out on Friday. We're down a little bit this morning because the placements came in above expectations. But do you think we'll stay down long? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't believe livestock will stay under pressure very long. They just have the fundamentals to support and we're locking it in grains, but they definitely got them on that side of the on that side of it. So I we were over um, bought on on livestock, uh, live cattle feeders. So seeing somewhat of a correction here is not surprising. Um, I don't know if it'll be necessarily sizable, but probably enough to correct conditions before it does continue higher. Because like you said, the fundamentals of this market definitely can push it higher. No doubt. All right. Thanks for joining us, Allison Thompson with The Money Farm. That is Markets Now.